We've barely gotten any Star Wars news, but I'm hoping hoping Ubisoft is going to change the way that we expect to see Star Wars games. I'm looking forward to it. Welcome. 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 Welcome to Uplink. But first, let's talk about the lack of Star Wars news that we've been getting in Star Wars gaming and Star Wars as a whole. Bad Batch has been an awesome introduction into the world of Star Wars animated shows. I've loved the characters. I've loved the uh, the way that they've been able to go a little bit darker and get a little more into the interpersonal uh, relationships that are there post Order 66. Uh, I'm loving the look of the animation. The animation is gorgeous. I love the... It basically took what we loved about the Clone Wars and then just made it super pretty. The characters are great. No spoilers. Um, I don't think I've said anything that would spoil it. Uh, but it's a great look into the lives of these clones and the Bad Batch. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing how the characters develop and what we continue to see in the show. It's a great part of my Friday, honestly. I love sitting down uh, with some good food, watching Star Wars on Friday nights. It's it's fun. But that leads me into the rest of it. We are at such a loss for Star Wars gaming content and Star Wars gaming news, anything on that front. And it sucks. It sucks to see such a lack of content, announcements, news, pretty much anything. Literally, literally all I would want to see is just a teaser on what's to come for EA and Star Wars in the next year, the next two years. Be great. Would be great to see. But we don't know. We don't know. And uh, it's frustrating. The The world of Star Wars gaming content has been super dry, especially with the cancellation, or not cancellation, but the de- infinite delay, indefinite delay of Star Wars, or Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga, which was going to be the highlight of the Star Wars gaming world until it got delayed. And again, it's always good when a game gets delayed as long as they utilize the time as they need to. And it um, doesn't add weight on the developers. And we ultimately get a good experience for a Star Wars game. It's all great. All great. It's weird. EA has had the exclusivity license for so long and they seem to have done nothing with it. Dinko, uh, we brought onto the team to help develop the stuff for the YouTube channel and also is the co-host of the Uplink Plus podcast that we do, diving into the the world of the Star Wars movies. So we've covered the first movie and we've covered the second movie. So we've covered uh, episode one, The Phantom Menace, and we try to make the argument on why it's the best Star Wars movie. And then the second one is Attack of the Memes. So we talk about how memes have changed the way that we both look at Star Wars Attack of the Clones. But we were talking about this. We were talking about the lack of Star Wars games. And it's like, well, what do we have uh, to look forward to? It's like, well, um, not even officially announced, but we have Jedi Fallen Order 2. We have the Lego Skywalker Saga. Okay, that's it. (laughs) Only two games. I'm hoping that we will see a bigger focus for EA on Star Wars because it's basically printing money. Like Star Wars as a license, as long as you do it well, like you can't just make crap and then expect it to be good just because it's Star Wars. Uh, It probably would sell better than regular crap, but Star Wars crap is still crap. but it's, it's weird to see them have uh, such a visual, uh, from a consumer perspective, a visual lacking for Star Wars games. Uh, we don't really know what's going on there, what's what's going on internally. I would assume they're in discussions with, with Lucasfilm, Disney, and all that 
to get some games made and what they want to do. Uh, but we've got Ubisoft on the on the horizon for a Star Wars game that's open world, which I'm looking forward to, and we'll get on into that later in the episode. But we we have these other companies announcing Star Wars games. I'm hoping that will push the viewpoint and the motivation behind EA and creating Star Wars games. Because competition is good. Competition is better for us as the consumers to get a better product. Because EA will see, oh, hey, Ubisoft is making a Star Wars game. And they're raking in the money. We need to make a game better than theirs. So we can bring in the money that way as well. But you can watch this on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the Star Wars Battlefront podcast. I did an episode on why Battlefield 6, or will do an episode on Battlefield 6, why that has to be a success. And it all comes down to uh, DICE as a company is in hot waters right now because the last few games they released, and while they did make a turnaround, the launch of them were quite shaky. With Battlefront 2015, while the launch wasn't shaky, it it came out to subpar reviews. And uh, Battlefield 1 was quite good. I personally love that, and it was received very well. Battlefield 5, on the other hand, was meh. And then we've got the whole controversy with Battlefront 2. So they, they've been in some hot water. So they need to make Battlefield 6 a huge success. So we will eventually get a Battlefront 3 from them or maybe another company. Uh, but I'm really hoping that we will see more of Star Wars from both EA and other companies as more competition enters the arena. It's something that we all need to be aware of, and it's something that um, it's just something to take note of. That they are obviously, obviously, it'd be ridiculous if they weren't working on Star Wars games. But the way EA works, they need to have a certain game in a certain time period to be released, and probably all of the games that they're looking at aren't going to be released in those time frames. So why announce them when they aren't going to be ready for when they want to announce them? So. I can see that from that perspective. It's just frustrating. Uh, we we seem to be on the edge of a golden age for Star Wars games, and right now it's nothing. It's it's blank. But I'm really looking forward to the future, and I'm glad that uh, glad that we have Battlefield on the horizon to look forward to. If you like to if you'd like to know more about Battlefield, definitely head over to our YouTube channel and uh, hit subscribe there, as we're doing two to three videos a week all on Battlefield. So make sure to check that out. But now let's talk about Ubisoft's Star Wars game and why I think it is going to change the way Star Wars games are going to be made and how they're going to be consumed. So, just as a recap, and I always like to start off with a recap because not everyone knows what the scope of Star Wars is in the gaming front. But you guys, you guys probably all know. You guys are smart. You are all Wonderful individuals. Glad to have you as part of this community. But during the 2004, 2005, early 2000s, I'll say, early 2000s, maybe late 90s, that whole time frame, we had really good showing for Star Wars games, having one, possibly two come out each year. I think one year we even had like four or five Star Wars games come out. Not all of them were great, but the numbers were there. And people were getting Star Wars games, and they because there were so many of them, a lot more people were getting their favorite game genres met. So there's that part of things too. And then when EA got the license for Battlefront or for Star Wars games in 2013, it was exclusive. It was an exclusive license, and during that time, we saw 
Battlefront 2015, Battlefront 2 2017, Fallen Order, and Squadrons, as well as the spinoff games like um, Galaxy of Heroes and then the companion app for Battlefront 2015. Those are the offerings that we've had so far from EA. And that's all that we know we'll be getting from EA. Again, officially, they have not confirmed a uh, Fallen Order 2 or when it will be announced. There's a rumor that it will now be coming out in early 2023 versus the um, the rumor 2022. So it seems to be uh, pushed out quite a bit. Uh, again, I think it's early 2023, so not too bad. But it will be weird not to have it in a, a holiday season time frame because I really enjoyed having that uh, come out during that time frame. That brings us to Ubisoft. Ubisoft is a company, especially this specific team. Massive Entertainment is going to be working on this game. It's going to be an open-world Star Wars game. That's all we know 100% for sure. But the Massive team, I've also announced they'll be working on an Avatar game. The Blue People, not the awesome television show. They will be working on that, as well as continuing support for The Division 2. They've expanded a... uh, Uh, new offerings for that game as well as an update for the next-gen consoles so it's really cool to see a game like that being supported like it didn't necessarily have the greatest of of launches but they've turned it around in the long run and it's been good to see what a Ubisoft online shooter can look like and it's good news for us Star Wars fans Because from all that we've seen so far, and this is neither confirmed nor denied by anyone in those companies or anything involved, but from what we can see in the history of Massive, the the game they're going to offer is probably going to be an open world online multiplayer game. I would assume that you can jump into uh, squads with each other, hope it's rumored that it'll be a bounty hunter game, so bounty hunting, uh, going through and collecting there's been a rumor going around that it will not have any lightsaber combat. So I, I personally think that's a good idea to have some variants of this is going to be a game that isn't going to have lightsaber combat. It's going to be fully ground-based or maybe even vehicle-based or maybe even vehicle-based uh, combat, all ground, no superhuman abilities. It's all bounty hunting. That's what we've heard. That's what I would love to see. It would make sense. From a consumer perspective, it works great too. And from a creative perspective, it would work great, too, because we'd have continued stuff to talk about on the podcast, about all of the different weekly challenges that they have, how to do the best for those, um, what are the best matchups for your bounty hunter if you create them, or if they have set ones, like a an Overwatch style mixed with a division, mixed with um, Destiny. It could be really cool if they go that direction, or they could just go... Um, they can make the division two, but Star Wars, or they can do com- something completely different. Just because of the games that they've made in the past doesn't mean it's going to be the exact same that they make in the future. Um, so it makes sense for their speciality to have a multiplayer open world game, but that doesn't mean that they're going to that they have to do that. So, what do I mean by it's going to change the way Star Wars games are going to be made? So if it is a multiplayer shooter. It's going to set a precedence that Battlefront and Battlefront 20, 20, uh, Battlefront 2 2017 did not set, where it's a continued supported game. And uh, from the Division stuff, they also support it through cosmetics purchasing, too. So this would be a more next-gen future of, of gaming as an industry-based game. And that's really cool to see. 
it would be awesome, awesome to me to have these have this game set the design language for a Star Wars multiplayer game. Could you imagine if this game comes out and then later on Battlefront 3 comes out and because of because they set a precedence of how good a multiplayer game that is supported by uh, cosmetics and has a living living service game does. If it does well, we could probably see that from an eventual Battlefront 3 which I think would be really, really cool to see and would help help sustain continued support for the Ubisoft game as well. Or maybe, maybe it is a, um, it's a game that's completely single-player story-based Star Wars open-world game. Maybe you hop on in between different planets or you continue to stay in one planet and that is your open world area. I just hope it's not sand-based. Come on, guys. Or if it is sand-based, make it on Tatooine. Don't use a new planet. Don't do it. Please. I beg of you. Don't do it. Sand and snow. Both of them are deserts. Don't do it. Please. I beg of you. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating and it gets everywhere. Star Wars, a.k.a. Fifty Shades of Sand. So let's just, for the sake of this argument, let's say, and this is neither confirmed nor denied, we don't know what's going on, what's where it's going in the future, we don't know really anything except that it's going to be open-world game. But let's just say it's a Division-style game. To make this argument, it's a Division-style game, and you can, let's just say you can create your character. I personally would love to see it. Could you imagine being able to create your own character, have your own bounty hunter in the Star Wars universe, going around collecting bounties, going around battling out against other bounty hunters to capture the bounty, setting up and improving your gear? Does that not sound amazing? Does that not sound like the, the perfect Star Wars game, or at least one of the perfect Star Wars games? Uh, what, I, what I hope to see in the future is a focus on Star Wars games filling niches instead of being the one game to rule them all. We see a Star Wars game like Squadrons that uh, that focuses on a niche, which is Starfighter combat. We see a game that focuses on the ground combat, the Ubisoft's game. And then we see Battlefront, which historically, when I, whenever I talk to someone, I ask them, what is a Battlefront game to you? What does it mean when I say, I want a Battlefront 3? And normally it's massive scale, it's trooper-based combat, but also vehicle-based combat and hero-based combat. Usually it's those two things, and normally people want to see as many of the arrows covered as possible, or at least a huge focus on Clone Wars. If it's only based on one era, it needs to be based on the Clone Wars, because of mount, the amount of content that they have in that fran then that, that trilogy just works so much better for a single era-based game. We saw Battlefront 2015 struggle with that, of trying to find heroes, but because they had to dig deep, they were actually able to bring some really fun and unique characters into the game. So there is always that too. Instead of, oh, copy-paste, this is the Jedi, so we're going to have a bunch of Jedi in the game. They actually got Dengar, they got Greedo, they got all of these really cool characters that they were able to implement into the game. Something I personally would love to see, since EA has the license to Star Wars and made Battlefront and made Fallen Order and made Squadrons, it would be cool to see Cal Kestis and characters from Fallen Order 
actually be playable characters in Battlefront. Just an idea. I think it would be cool. Like a, a Marvel Cinematic Universe, but in Star Wars games. The EA Star Wars Cinematic Universe type thing. Be pretty cool to me. Be pretty cool. Since that's the first one that we've got announced that is outside of an EA-developed Star Wars game, if it does come out first, and it doesn't necessarily have to, it's just the first to be announced, it could it could set a precedent and will set a precedent for what we want to see other companies make from Star Wars games. The license is huge, the scope of the universe is gigantic, and any possible game can be developed within the Star Wars universe. Do you want like a romantic comedy Star Wars game that you use basically like, uh, what is it, the what is the dating game where you date a pigeon or whatever? You could basically do that, but instead of a pigeon, it's like a, I don't know, a Bith or um, Jar Jar. Could you imagine a Jar Jar Star Wars dating game? <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. And like I think it canonically, too, Jar Jar ends up being like a street performer. So like you could romance Jar Jar as a street performer. It's an idea. It's a possible idea. Not necessarily going to happen, but it's something that they could really... They could make any type of game in the Star Wars universe. Do you want a dating simulator? Well, yeah, you can do that. Put your charger in there. Put anybody you want in there. Um, just as an example of like, it's it's wide enough to be able to fit whatever type of game that you do. And if if that you if you have the option to travel across other planets, I'd love to see Coruscant be one of them, or Coruscant be the only one that you can be on. That that would be great too. Come on, thirteen thirteen, bring it back. Bring it back. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing what the Ubisoft game is. I hope it is... When I, when we first heard about the open world Star Wars game, I was like, okay, this is cool. It's going to be like a RPG. And then we started digging into the game uh, development company, Massive, who made The Division. I was like, okay, it's probably going to be Division-like. And when I first heard that, oh, I don't really want that. It's going to be frustrating. We're going to be online all the time. That's not the game I want. Started thinking about it more. It's like, well... That could actually be pretty cool if they don't force you into being in a squad, but you could play online and they have the NPCs and not everyone is like another character. I think it could be really cool. I think it would benefit the the universe and make it a little more alive. I think I think there's some there's some parts of it to that has some merit. I think there's parts of the Ubisoft game, whether it is single player, story based, open world game, RPG style, or if it's an online shooter bounty hunter division or destiny style game i think both of those has has a place in the the star wars game offerings i mean right now there's not there's a huge gap to fill in we have a single player game that's fallen order and then we have battlefront and then there's squadrons so there's a whole other world of star wars games that you can have there and if it is a living content game i hope that they go in with saying hey we're going to support this game for five years and we're going to offer content each month, we're going to have weekly weekly challenges, we're going to have daily login rewards, we're going to have not loot boxes, but ways to pay for the game in terms of cosmetics. You can customize your weapon, you get spray paints on your weapon, uh, weird attachments, bobblehead type things, because you know peop like, people are people, whether you're an alien or not, or in the Star Wars universe, or not in the Star Wars universe. You're going to customize the stuff that you have. So, yeah, I can see like a retired clone trooper that escaped... Uh, order 66 going through and spray painting his weapon or something like that or if you do offer stuff like that say hey these are the canon appearances and this is the fun stuff like and not everything has to be canon 
and not everything should be canon. Really looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Let me know uh, either by email or on Twitter or on the description or in the comment section of this YouTube video if you're watching on YouTube. So definitely reach out there. Would love, love, love to hear it. Thank you for listening to Uplink Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Uplink Podcast or on Instagram at Uplink Podcast. If you like the show and we hope you do, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can leave a review. It helps us out a ton. It gets your feedback and it helps us attract new listeners. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Uplink Podcast. Be very appreciative of that. You can get exclusive content like Uplink Plus, our exclusive Patreon podcast, as well as some bonus insider deals on Uplink Podcast merchandise, as well as a mention in the outro, this right here. We'd like to thank Daniel, who uh, supports us at the $10 a month level and helps bring the show to you lovely people. Thank you so much, Daniel. And if you'd like a shout out at the end of the episode, please consider supporting on Patreon. Helps us out a ton, helps us to expand the show and bring you weekly content. We also have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Yes, I know. We're uplink podcast now, but can't change the URL for YouTube. So please consider checking out the content that we're producing over there. We have weekly streams every Saturday at 12 p.m. MST, as well as bonus content and expansion of the show. You can find the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever you find podcasts, you can find this show. Links to all of the guests' information will be in the description of this episode, so definitely go check them out as well. As always, thanks for listening. Goodness gracious.